0: Welcome back to the Confident Teen Podcast. It has been my deepest intention over the past four years on my own journey to provide value and to help support other souls, especially teens. I am a mama of two, a wife, a certified teacher, and a holistic health coach. I believe in the power of sharing our stories and our lessons to help support others. I also believe confidence is deeply rooted within us all. We have just forgotten how to access it. My hope is that you know, adult or teen, that you are worthy you are capable and your potential is limitless. I am so grateful to have you here. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so grateful to have you here to listen to another episode. And I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest. So I'll be honest, normally I record these little mini intros after the fact. So after having had the conversation with my guest, Uh, But today, I decided to do it before, so I was just reading through his bio, and I am so very excited to dive into this conversation. So, Andrew is one of the nation's leading life and success coaches for teens and young adults. He helps run Southwestern Student Coaching, which has helped over 300 teens in nine different countries increase their confidence, crush their goals, and create an unstoppable life. He works with future Olympians, stuck college students, and those dang teenagers who just don't want to hear it anymore from mom and dad. Oh my goodness, this conversation, I am sure, is just going to be packed with so much knowledge, so much wisdom, so many lessons. I just can't wait to, yeah, to hear all that he has to share. So without further ado, we're going to dive in with my guest today, Andrew. All right, welcome back to the podcast. It's another beautiful day for a meaningful conversation with a guest that I am so excited to introduce you to. His name is Andrew, and I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more about himself. Welcome. Yeah,
1: thanks so much for having me. This is a, a ton of fun, Christy. So, yeah, my name's Andrew, and I help run a company called Southwestern Student Coaching. Uh, so, we specialize in habit based behavior change. Uh, for teens and young adults through one-on-one coaching Uh, we've been extremely fortunate that we've coached 320 kids now in nine different countries and they range from kids that honestly want to get off drugs and alcohol that maybe had some harmful thoughts uh to future olympians and d1 athletes and people that are going to ivy league schools so uh the main thing for student coaching is are they coachable are they committed and are they ready for change and if they click those three boxes uh, and and they sell themselves and and they sell us on them that um, really a good fit from there so we don't take everyone but we've been fortunate with the people that we have taken
0: Oh my gosh, I love all of that. So, the first question that pops into my mind is I have nine countries. Like, can you name some of them cuz now I'm just really yes. curious too.
1: Yeah, let's see. Now you're putting me on the spot. It's good. So, we had we've had Singapore, uh the UK, um South Africa, Cayman Islands, US, Canada, where am I at? I'm at six. Uh Lithuania. Wow. Latvia. And we just had one oh, in Brazil.
0: There you go. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. So actually through the work that I'm doing, I mean, I think when I first started, I thought it would just be like Canadians. I'm from Canada, but um, yeah, I've been working with a lot of clients now. It's kind of starting to grow and U S is all of, that I've seen besides Canada so far, but that's really, really cool to know that you can reach so many people. That's technology these days, right? Like you're just able to really connect with so many people that need your services and your support. So I love that. I also love that you mentioned about teens wanting to you know, step away or get away from the drugs and the alcohol. That's a big part of my story, something that my listeners have probably heard multiple times, but something that I have not shared with you. Uh, And yeah, I've been sober now for close to... Well, my daughter will be two soon. So yeah, close to two years. Um, yeah, I had a lot of, I struggled a lot with alcohol and drugs uh, back before I became a mom in 2020. So yeah, my son and my daughter are definitely the reasons for my sobriety. And honestly, I could have never chosen a better path for myself. It's it's incredible how your life can change and how much better it can be when you choose to, yeah, check those three boxes. Can you say those again?
1: Yeah, coachable committed and ready for change yeah another yeah, absolutely we're ready for change is you can say do you have a little bit of a desire to grow you don't have to actually know that you're ready for change but if you just have a little bit of of inkling that you want to be somewhere different than you are now and congratulations yeah. by the way that's huge it's not, thank you not, not something to just you know brush past so well done
0: no it's, and definitely, you know what, it's actually something, even though it's been two years, it's something that still challenges me every single day, but I keep coming back to my why and just seeing how much my, on my own transformation, on my own self, you know, discovery journey, Um, just how much you are capable of once you commit to the things in your life that truly make you happy. Sure. So I love, love, love that that is the work that you are doing. And I'm curious. What would you, like going back to your teen years, like if you could speak to your teen self, what would he need to hear?
1: That's a really good question. Um, sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, probably the the one thing that he would need to hear is don't cough into a microphone. No, what he would actually, uh, what what I would need to hear and a big reason why, why I helped grow this company um, is I just needed to hear that there was, you could be a top performer without all the anxiety. So I was pretty much a straight A student in high school. You know, I, I was a student body president uh, on our state football team, uh, state runner, our state runners up basketball team. Uh, got it. Got into a lot of top acting universities for my bachelor's of fine arts degree. Um, but now that I look at, Back at it. Um, I, I'm almost certain. I'm not a doctor at all, but I'm almost certain that during the college application process, um, I had some massive anxiety. I can remember applying for like seven or eight schools, um, and I I knew I wanted to go to school for acting. I was the state speech champion. Uh, in Minnesota, you know, huge deal. You're you're going to the top once you click the once you check off that box. But I can remember it was either seventh, eighth, or ninth application, and I was looking at the University of Michigan's musical theater program, and it had about 25 pages. At that point, you know, it was nothing was online. It, it was all. Um, It was all analog and you had to write it out and I just kind of imploded and I still remember the feeling of of taking that that application book pamphlet and just throwing it in the trash and I probably had 90% of it done. Um, I just was so overwhelmed by the pressure I had put on myself uh, that even that little release help. Um, and I, I don't, I don't regret it. It's not like I, I, like, if I only would have saved that application, and gone to the University of Michigan, life would be different. It's not about that. It's much more about that. I didn't have the tools, the mindset, um, or really the, the network at that point to say, hey, you can be a top performer. You can, you can have everything that your life desires. Um, and you can do it with really good mental health. And you can do it with a little bit more excitement rather than terror.
0: Yeah. So people can't see me, but I'm just like smiling and nodding and smiling and nodding because I feel like, too, you're describing what has literally been, as I said, my journey in the last little while. And I was just, I was really reflecting on it and thinking to myself, you know, like, why does this have to come like so much later in our lives, I started to recognize that if I would have had somebody back then to support me and to just hear me, understand me, and, you know, maybe show me a different way. Like, I didn't even know that, you know, for example, our thoughts are like aren't true, but whatever thoughts that you believe actually do become your reality, right? So mindset is so huge, but also when you, when you mentioned, you know, your network. Honestly, truly, I feel like the biggest change or what brought about the biggest change in my life was when I finally found community, when I finally hired my own coach. So even now, like in my 30s, right? Like I need somebody to lean on who can support me, who can see things maybe from a different perspective or through a different lens than I can. And that has been incredibly helpful. And I'm sure that's where most of your students see a lot of their success, right? So I'm curious, what does what does it look like to work with with your company?
1: Yeah, it's, it's so every student that comes through um, gets a dedicated one-on-one coach. And we don't take everyone. So we usually start with the parent consultation because typically it's the parents that reach out to us uh, that say, hey, you know, we, we love some coaching for our son or daughter. Um, that's not always the case. Sometimes the, the student has been looking for a coach themselves. Um, But so we start with the parent consultation, and then we really do a selection conversation, which looks like a free coaching call for the kids to make sure they're bought in, make sure they understand what coaching looks like, Um, and then really what it's going to take. Because for each student, they get a dedicated one-on-one coach. It's the same coach uh, that goes through them initially uh, for a year. They they coach online, and they're going to ask some really challenging questions, right? We start all of our students, regardless of why they get into coaching, we start them off talking about vision, and goal setting, and then how to how to actually create a schedule that reflects their vision, right, and will support the achievement of their goals, even if they want to get into coaching, because they have an anchor problem. Right? and yep. we have those or even if they want to get into coaching, because they're failing out of school. We we have to kind of reset expectations, back that that truck up just a little bit, and say we need a couple of months to do the deeper work, and then we'll really see them get off to the races.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's uh, I feel like that's been probably the most rewarding too, just in terms of some of the students that I work with. I mean, they have essentially, I feel like they have the same story, um, as it relates to like high school and just being overwhelmed and not feeling like they can even catch up or do it anymore. So then they just give up. So some of the, some of the kids that I'm working with, right. Like they just, they've, they dropped out of high school essentially during the pandemic and just didn't ever see themselves going back, um, until they had somebody to, to hold them accountable to that. And honestly, not every session I would say is easy, but once they see that tiny, like if we just chip away at it slowly together, they are able to get to where they are trying to go, right? I actually have one student, he's probably like a month away from actually finally receiving his diploma. And I remember at the beginning, he did not, like he just didn't care anymore. He didn't want to to continue with his studies. And now I can tell that he's he's so proud of how far he has come and um, how worth it it was, right? So I can also see that really building their confidence as well. Like you said, just kind of like habit stacking, putting it on your calendar and yeah, just setting those goals for yourself. It definitely helps to build confidence. I'm curious what else you think helps cultivate that because this is the Confident Teen Podcast. So yeah, uh, curious your thoughts the, on that.
1: One of, one of the biggest things uh, that, that helps teens build confidence is to create an undeniable stack of evidence that they are who they say they are. And I can't take credit for that. Uh, you know, I, I, I heard that from uh, Alex Harmosi, who is the, you know, the big cheese now online. Um, but one of the uh, that, something I just took away from that, that I tell all of our kids, you have to build an undeniable stack of evidence that you are who you say you are, right? Because if you're getting Fs or you're failing out, right? What you're doing is you're creating the mental pattern and the story in your head that you are a failure, right? And and that you cannot succeed. And when they get into coaching, oftentimes what they'll say is, I think I can succeed. This stuff is either just really hard, or I don't wanna do it, right? And that's even a start. Maybe we can now start with you're not a failure, but you're somebody who really doesn't enjoy the work that's in front of them, right? So that's a different person, somebody that's a failure or somebody that just doesn't enjoy the work that's in front of them. Now we Mm -hmm. can start thinking about, well, what if we change your thoughts around the work in front of you? Maybe it's not possible, but we'll, are you willing to go on that that journey and that experiment with us to change the idea that maybe your community college ACDC conductor class right isn't super hard. You just are a little overwhelmed because you've never taken it before and you think everyone else in class is smarter than you when the reality is Nobody knows what they're doing. And if you look at other people's results and not compare yourself to them, but say, oh, this guy seems to keep getting A's and you chase him down in the parking lot and you say, hey, Mr. Student, you need to tutor me uh, and you need to do that now. uh, You now have stacked up evidence that you're not a failure. you're You're not a person that gets zeros, right? and you're not a person that doesn't like the work, you're now a person that chases down the smartest kid in the quote unquote smartest kid in class, right? And tells them you need tutoring. And that's exactly what's happened with with one of the kids that I've coached personally, and he is scheduled to graduate uh, at the top of his class now after literally having zero percents and with the top internship in his field in an industry that I have no idea anything about. I just know that when he changed his thoughts around the activity that has led to the results that he identified himself with, he's now stacked up evidence that he's somebody completely different.
0: Yep. Yeah, and, and that's- His confidence
1: is through the roof. Yep. And we, when we started coaching, he was one of the kids that really had some unfortunate thoughts. And we are not doctors. We're not mental health professionals. Right. My mom was a mental health professional for 20 years. So I'm I'm really cognizant about that. But a little bit of coaching and reframing your thoughts and some accountability around it has changed this young man from going down some not great paths uh, to now actually he's starting to pay for his own coaching in a couple of months rather than his parents.
0: Oh, it just makes me so happy. I literally just got goosebumps because you know, you're right. We don't, um, the work that you do, the work that we do, obviously we don't replace, you know, any professional help if that's what they need to seek. But I do believe that this industry and what you are doing is so, so very important because oftentimes too, I'm starting to notice it's just, it's more about like, we can't see that potential or we don't have that belief in ourselves yet but it just takes one other person to see and believe it. And then we start to see and believe it too. And what I've come to recognize within myself or, you know, in my own life, and then through the work that I do with my students is that oftentimes that contrast of things, you know, maybe not liking something so much, or it's really challenging, or you just don't want to do it. But I'm always promising them that literally if you get to, like once you get to the other side of that hurdle, of that mountain, whatever that looks like to you, like that's where you're going to feel the most joy. Like not just happiness, like joy. And then also, like you said, stacking up that evidence that you are capable, that you are committed to something that means a lot to you. Like that's really truly do- that what does help cultivate your confidence. And bringing that out is just... Yeah, there is something just so magical about it.
1: Yeah, one of the things that's worked well in our coaching or in my own individual practice, right? So we have a team of 15 coaches that I help run. And then I coach uh, a, a few um, students myself still. Is that if we can look, look at whatever challenge they're going through um, more as an experiment to try to think about things differently, that paralysis of overwhelm that I need to be somebody completely different can kind of go away. If we look at hey, for the next two weeks, let's just look at this as an experiment. Let's try some new things, right? We're already not to where we want to be. And these new things might fail. They might not work. But at least you've stacked up evidence that you're willing to try new things. Now you're a person that's willing to try new things. You are not a person that has not tried everything you're you are now a person that's willing to try a new thing, and that's real 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 progress for kids that are really stuck you know yeah, it can be as simple as this. We have another young man who's who really is just shy almost to the point of social anxiety right and he, he's based out of Houston and he knew he wanted to go to college he goes to a really challenging school and wasn't going well and I was like so. Listen, I, I was a smart kid, but that was, you know, 20, 25 years ago, I don't remember anything about algebra or calculus, right? Or world geography, maybe I should know more about world geography, but in my job, but I don't know anything about that. So are you willing to put into action, um, some new habits in order to overcome some of that social anxiety? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, why? Well, okay, because I want to go to college someday. And, you know, I'm at a point. He comes from immigrant families. Like, my mom and dad can't help me with my homework. The school's really tough. I get lost. I was like, okay, so let's just do this. Just raise your hand at least five times every single class. It sounds so simple, right? But it's also something that that therapy doesn't focus on, and tutoring definitely doesn't focus on it. I live in the middle of New York City, everyone needs a good therapist, right, and I love tutors, so it's nothing against them, but it's the accountability around your habits and your behaviors and your actions. So he raises his hand for five times in two weeks. He comes back to the, the coaching ball and he says, man, I just, I learned some things, I did better on my test, my teacher now understands me she knows me when i go up to her at the end of class and say hey i didn't quite understand this problem or that problem and those are that that's really another way to build community right is to have your your teachers working for you rather than against you which is one of the most important things if people choose college uh, after their their high school years
0: yeah i love all of that I feel like so much of that is so very, very important. And I had a thought come to mind and then it just like, it's, it's escaping me right now. But I feel like the the biggest part of it for me is just, it's that asking for help and not fearing asking for help even, and I'm just going to speak from a lens of my own life again, but sure. I I just feel so strongly that we are not meant to do all of these things alone. And that if we think that other people have it all together, as you said, it is not the case. I went to school to become a teacher and now 12 years after having been a teacher, or I mean, I still am a teacher and I'm still working in the field of education, but like, I want to change. I want to switch and, and that's okay, right? It's always okay to pivot and change, but you just have to have, you know, just an open mindset and just be willing to grow and change into the person that you desire to be, those visions, those goals that you put out there into the world, if you stay committed to the things that you need to do in order to get there, you absolutely 100% can. I believe that there is nothing in this life that we are not capable of. Um, Our potential is truly limitless. And I also believe though, it's important to have fun along the way. And I think that's another thing that I've been really kind of just... I don't know, ruminating on lately because I just feel like school and life is not supposed to be this hard challenges. Sure. But I feel like there just seems to be like no more, like all the fun has just been sucked out of everything. And oftentimes I find that a lot of my students are coming to me and it's just, yeah, they just, they don't enjoy learning anymore. And I know now for sure for myself, like in my thirties, I, I, I absolutely love it. Like I've found a love for learning again and I feel like I'm finding that because of the work that I do. So Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. So the the stoics say, uh and I'll misquote this, but you know, they okay. say that it's really important to to do incredibly hard things in life, like far harder than you could ever imagine. And and to willfully and intentionally put yourself in position to do those things. Because then when the little things come up that you used to think were hard, you're like, Oh, that's easy. I can do that. And I really believe that 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 is important, but I catch a lot of flack from my team and especially from our business coaching side who who just believe in the rise and grind, believe, grind, grind, grind. And that's that's how you get the results that you want. I've risen and grinded for a, a long time. And the reality is, right, and I'll probably get hate mail because of this. The reality is is sometimes that does not get the results that you want. It doesn't matter how early you rise. It doesn't matter how much you grind. Right? So, what's the alternative? I don't know that the alternative is eliminate all suffering, right? But I do believe that for teens, part of the alternative is to find joy every day and not learn how to love Spanish 3 in high school because you might not love it. That's fine, right? That's a-okay. But learn how to use the mental tools that are out there through coaching to find joy in your day every day, right? Because what is happiness? Happiness is enjoying the passage of time. And that's it. If you don't enjoy the passage of time, right? Then you're screwed and life's gonna be really, really, really hard. And maybe what the Stoics mean is that you have to enjoy some of that, um, those butterflies in your stomach about putting yourself in a position of great suffering whether it's like i'm going to run up this mountain or i'm going to run a marathon right or for a student i'm going to run for student council that's really terrifying but i'm going to go and do it and i might fail right you can still enjoy the process of that suffering it doesn't mean that you just need to wake up as a teenager every day and hate your life and and therefore by working hard and hating your life you're going to somehow be successful because that's just not true and, and in fact probably in today's day and age the, the exact opposite it is true that if you enjoy the process of the pursuit of excellence right or even the pursuit of changing you're going to find results that you don't even know were could be there you don't even know that could be there and you're going to enjoy your life Happiness is enjoying the passage of time. That that has to be part of the equation.
0: Yeah, and I feel like, you know, even just from having this conversation with you, I feel like if you were <clears throat> a teen able to connect with somebody, again, like yourself, I feel like it could bring so much. I mean, even just this conversation right now is bringing me so much joy, right? So just to have somebody to talk to that understands and that has yeah, just so much wisdom, knowledge, and life lessons to be able to share is is huge. And it really does. It, I'm, I've been smiling pretty much this whole conversation because I just, I love, love, love so much of everything that you shared. Curious if there's any final thoughts that you would like to share with the listeners and um, also where they can find you.
1: Yes, uh, you brought up at the beginning community and that that's an important part of it. I cannot take credit for this. There is a student that I've coached for three years who I was, I I just shared with him, I was like, you know, everyone says your network is your net worth, but you're a teenager and you don't need to be thinking about making millions right now. I mean, maybe if you want to, we can go that way. But how how, how do we incorporate your network is your net worth into teenage speak? And he said, he looks at me and he says, oh, that's really easy. Your vibe is your tribe. And so Aww. i've used that over and over i just now i say it to all the kids i said your vibe is your tribe you're hanging out with the wrong people and they and they kind of nod their heads so you can use that and i hope your listeners will will appreciate that saying your vibe is your tribe get around people uh, that that fill you up and you will uh, feel like feel like home and challenged at the same time so where everyone can find me is is there's really two places uh I hang out mostly on Instagram. Um, I don't have a, a ton of postings there, but it's a good calling card. Um, and you can find me at Andrew Coaches on Instagram. So that's Andrew Coaches uh, with E-S at the end on Instagram. And then if you really wanna actually know more about coaching and you wanna to talk to me about that, just go to Andrew dot com. So Andrew, and then the last name is spelled H-O, V as in Victor, E-L-S-O-N as in Nancy, SWC.com. And that's it. And, and, and then we can chat. So hit me up in the DMs or go right to book a consultation. Um, if you want to learn more about our whole program, uh, we're everywhere at Student Coaching SWC.
0: I love that. Thank you so much. I'm going to put all of that in the show notes, obviously, for everybody who's listening. And I just I encourage them to reach out to share this conversation, or even just to message you if they have any questions, or just want to share any aha moments that they had today. I really, really appreciate you showing up for this conversation. Thank you so much for your time. I always learn so much from all of these conversations, and I really, truly do feel so connected to this work when I connect with other people doing the same thing. So I appreciate you.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. I I, I... Loved being on, Christy. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for showing up today and for taking the time to listen to another episode. If any part of this episode resonated with you, I would greatly appreciate if you would share it with somebody else who may need to hear it too. Please don't forget to be brave, to trust yourself, and when you're ready, take action.